my why for through hiking the PCT is when people would ask me, why do you want to go? Why do you want to go do that? My answer was always, well, why not? Why not? Life is so short. If you want to do that, you know, take the proper precaution, you know, do your research, do your planning, you know, get yourself prepared. And then when you're out there, it's honestly, it's one foot in front of the other. The Life in Motion podcast is brought to you by Actual Outdoors. They help build beautiful brands that highlight the approachable and authentic parts of outdoor recreation. Said simply, they keep it real. Learn more at actualoutdoors.com. This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up and welcome to episode 117 of Life in Motion. I've got Kathleen Nibs with me who loves hiking, backpacking, and everything outdoors. She's also the one behind the Hungry Hiker on YouTube with tips and tricks on how to plan your next outdoor adventure. I'm excited to hear her story and learn how she's helping others get outside. Kathleen, thanks for being on the show today. Hi, thanks. Happy to be here. Yes, yes. I'm excited to, uh, you know, kind of dive into your story and, you know, obviously all the content that you're sharing um, online. But before that, let's kind of start with, uh, you know, more or less your origin story, you know, where you grew up, hobbies you had growing up, kind of what inspired you to, I guess, ultimately inspire others. Sure. So um, I live here in Washington State. So I'm out in North Bend, which is about 30 miles east of Seattle. So I'm pretty close to the mountains and the trails that I love hiking on. Uh, my first day hike ever was actually uh, half dome in Yosemite. And it was kind of an accident. I got talked into doing this little 17 mile hike that I had really no business being on. I was not prepared. <laughs> um, everything that could go wrong did go wrong, ran out of food, ran out of water, came back after dark. Uh, it was pretty traumatizing. And so after that experience, it took me a few years before I went on my next hike. But once I got the hiking bug again a few years later. I had a friend of mine um, talking to me on on one of our our hikes together, and she proceeded to talk me into joining her for doing a hike on the Grand Canyon. So we, uh, she had a trip planned for doing the Grand Canyon rim to rim trek, uh, which was 25 miles in one day. And I said, okay, I'll do it. (laughs) And uh, spent months training for this for this trip because I just wanted this to be a completely different experience than what I had on Half Dome and I wanted to enjoy myself and uh we went on the hike it was amazing it was hard it was probably one of the hardest things I'd ever done up until that point and on the plane ride back I looked at that same friend and I said I'm gonna go through hike the PCT and she said (laughs) yeah you are And I started planning my through hike on the PCT and that was a solo trip because I knew that was a big ask to ask someone to go with me. So I was very uh, prepared to know that I would be doing this by myself. So I took probably about a year and a half to plan that trip and that trip changed everything for me. Um, You know, I got the inspiration in the canyon and then the PCT just changed my life. It you know, I always like to say through hiking will ruin your will ruin your life in the best way possible. And it's absolutely <laughs> true because before I even got off trail, I was already thinking about how I was going to get back on trail and just really re- revolve my life around hiking. Yeah, that's awesome. So 
it's it's interesting to me though that your first like long hike was a disaster you know as you said so what I guess what was it about it, you know, after, you know, you had a, a little break between your, your next trip and then obviously kind of went all in. But what was it that, I guess, drew you back to it after, I guess, you know, maybe not the ideal, um, um, you know, trip? So I had uh, I had friends tell me, oh, you you would really enjoy hiking. And I still hadn't understood that the, the Half Dome um, hike was actually a hike. I just I just thought it was a scary thing that I had done. And once I realized what hiking was, that you didn't have to hike 17 miles in one day, um, that you can go on day hikes for, you know, five miles at a time. And, you know, you didn't have to have this crazy elevation gain to call it a hike. And so I started with just walking throughout my neighborhood and then joining friends out on trail and just getting out there in the mountains and seeing, you know, just things that you can only see by foot. Um, that was really inspiring. And just the more that I got out there, the more I got inspired to want to go out further and see more. And really, as soon as I realized that there was a trail that went from Mexico to Canada and that people hiked this, I just couldn't get out of my head. I'm like, well, I have to do that. I, I absolutely have to do that. So I became obsessed with the PCT and planned my through hike. <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that's awesome. You kind of got back into it and obviously found that community and um, more or less the the freedom in nature, you know, seeing things that you can only see on foot um, and experience things that, you know, a lot of people don't have the chance to experience. So once once you, um, you know, kind of set your mind to the PCT, what I guess what went into that? I think you said it was like a year and a half of planning and everything. You know, were there a lot of things that you learned kind of during that planning phase? you know, but you sort of had that, that foundation from, from the previous hikes or kind of what, what was that like? Oh yeah. Planning for the PCT was unlike anything I'd ever done before. Like I had planned and prepared for and researched hiking the Grand Canyon rim to rim trail, but the PCT was a whole other ball game because first of all, it's a longer trail. You're out there for <laughs> much longer. Um, you're also not carrying your food, all your food for the trek. So you're resupplying along the way. So you have to figure out, okay, well, am I sending myself boxes? Am I going to resupply in town? There's also a, a bunch of terminology that um, I didn't realize was in the through hiking world. So I, I really started with trying to meet other through hikers that had done the trip. So um, I came across this woman who had through hiked the PCT the year before, and she was giving a live presentation in Seattle. And so I went and I listened in on that. And it was really awesome to hear firsthand experience of another hiker, especially a woman out on trail, seeing her photos, and then also meeting other through hikers in the audience and hearing them, just the questions they would ask me. Cause I was so excited when I meet other hikers, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm planning my through hike on the PCT. And they're like, cool. Are you going Novo or Sobo? I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> Nero days, zero days. Um, you know, just all, all these weird words. And, and so that was, that was really educational, um, just learning the lingo on trail and, um, and then just also preparing off life, um, for being on trail. So I had to make the decision, what was I going to do about my job? Was I going to take a leave of absence? Was I going to quit saving money, making sure I had the right gear, researching the gear, 
resupply strategy, uh, you know, where I wanted to stop along the way. Like there were just so many things that went into planning that trip. And a lot of times it was so overwhelming because there was so many things to think about. And I am a planner at heart. Um, and this, this trip was, it was so big. Like I couldn't even wrap my head around it at most times. And, uh, so many times I tried talking myself out of going because I just, I didn't know what to expect. And so the planner me is like, well, if I try and plan every aspect of my trip, then that'll help calm my nerves. And, you know, I can kind of control my anxiety about this whole trip. Honestly, like as much planning as I put into this trip, really the first week I was on trail, all that planning went out the window. And <laughs> that was one of my first lessons I learned being on trail. <laughs> that's, I mean, but it, it's to, so... Uh, go with the flow. Well, and that's so good though. I mean, you know, I kind of, like I said, I assumed you're going to say all those plans went out the window, but those plans helped you kind of uh, get on the trail in the first place. So they still had uh, value to them for sure. Yeah. And so, so oh, yeah, you were... absolutely. And I, it was nice to have a plan set in place. <laughs> yeah. Especially, you know, coordinating, coordinating everything. And then like you said, kind of the, you know, the actual life as well, you know, what are you going to do with job and, and where you're living and everything else. So, and, and you, mm-hmm. you know, when you set out to do that, obviously you had a goal when to start and you were just doing it, um, solo. Right. So what, what was, I, I guess, you know, that first week out there when you were by yourself, did you meet a lot of, um, you know, fellow, fellow hikers, you know, kind of what, what were some kind of the stories kind of along that? Yeah, absolutely. So when I first started telling people that I was going to go through hike the PCT by myself, I got a lot of objection. Like if you want to <laughs> know what people are truly afraid of, tell them you're going to go do a through hike by yourself and be a woman. <laughs> because I heard like, First things I heard was, oh my God, why would you go do that? You're going to go do it alone. Aren't you scared? Are you bringing a gun? I mean, just all this craziness. And so I had that in the back of my head. A lot of times, um, you know, I tried ignoring the, you know, those, uh, you know, people inflicting their, their fears on me, but um, it's really hard when you're planning something this big to not let it affect you on some level. Yeah. So, um, you know, I always had it in the back of my mind, but so many times I tried talking myself out of going because I started to question myself of why am I going out there by myself? Am I going to be safe? Like, should I bring a gun? Um, but honestly, like once I got on trail from the first day, I met what would soon be my trail family. And I met each individual. Per- I met, I remember to this day meeting each individual person um, one by one along different times of the, of the day on my first day out on trail. And then we would all camp together along with multiple other hikers at this campsite. And then we proceeded to hike um, a number of miles together. Uh, so my fear of having to spend the night alone and camp alone out on trail, I really didn't have to face for the first 700 miles out on trail because I had my trail family. Unfortunately, um, after we did Mount Whitney and went back down into Lone Pine, California, uh, which is, uh, you know, starting of the Sierra section of the PCT, everyone in my trail family went home for various reasons. And that meant that I was finally going to have to do this thing by myself. So I ended up having to go back up into the Sierra 
um, without my trail family by myself and to finally face the biggest fear that I thought I was going to have of this trip was to, to camp by myself. And so that was pretty terrifying. And, uh, I, I'll be honest, I cried a lot. I cried every single day during the Sierra section because I was alone and I was scared and I was facing fears. I never even knew I had by myself, like terrifying water crossings. Who knew <laughs> that that would be my biggest fear on a trail. Um, but that experience made me such a stronger person and made me realize that I'm, I'm so much stronger than I give myself credit for and that I didn't need anybody else out there to go and do this trip. Like there was, there was never a point in my trip when my trail family, they told me they were going home that ever thought that I was going to go home. My thought was, well, I'm going to Canada, so I just got to figure out when I'm going to get back on a trail. Um, and I did it. And I mean, I've, I've met a number of other people along the way. I ended up getting all the way to Canada with um, another person who uh, was kind of in our trail family, but had been hiking on his own. But him and I were the two out of that whole group that made it to Canada. And I, I couldn't have done it had I not had that experience of really having to go through that Sierra section completely alone and facing my fears and really just getting out of my own way. It's awesome. And I mean, you know, that totally makes sense. I've never um, through hiked myself, but I could imagine that, you know, you don't know what you're afraid of until you're out there completely alone. Absolutely. What, what was, I, I guess with that, you know, once you finally were alone, you know, you, you kind of, you know, you had your mindset on, on Canada, of course, but was there like a, a deeper, like driver that was like, I'm, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to push through this, you know, even, even with the nights like you had initially and everything. Um, what was, what was kind of that, the, was there like a hidden motivation there, I guess, or was it just straight up determination? Yeah. So before I even got out on trail for my through hike, I made sure I knew what my why was. Why was I doing this trip? Because I, through my research and talking to other through hikers, the, the number one thing that pulls people off trail besides running out of money and injury is just not being in the mental game. So I, I always like to think of through hiking or really hiking and backpacking in general. It's 10% physical. It's 90% mental. It is such a mental game and how you embrace the suck, how you deal with the hard days. Cause they're not always awesome. They're not always sunny and warm. Um, you know, there's just different factors that you have to deal with out on trail, especially a through hike. Cause you're out there for much longer, but knowing your why before you get out on trail, that was so important to me. And that was the big driving factor. Cause I, I, I just had this goal for myself. I, I wanted to prove to myself that I could do this. I wanted to see all these things that I would, you know, wanted to see. And then there was even more things I experienced that I had no idea um, when planning the trip that that would even happen. And that's just part of the magic of being out there on a long distance trip like this. Um, so that was really the driving factor for me is, is my own personal why of why I needed to complete this. And then the farther I got along and um, the more that I became comfortable with being out there by myself and facing my fears, I actually started to really crave uh, setting up at a tent site by myself. Like I would purposely start to look for tent sites that were away from other hikers up on ridgelines with beautiful views um, because I was just really getting addicted to 
this experience of being out there by myself. That's, well, that's awesome. And it kind of came around like that. And then, and then you were seeking it at that point. Um, and, and having the why before you start started, you know, made a lot of sense too. Um, you know, once again, I've never personally done it, but I could imagine, I mean, it totally makes sense what you said, you know, most of it is, is kind of the mental strength that goes along with it. So to be able to, to kind of fight and push through that, um, and then obviously, uh, get to the prize at the end, I'm sure was, was very re rewarding. What was it like when you got to the, to the end of it after all that? Oh, it was very bittersweet because a lot of hikers were, were just, you know, wanting the trip to be, to, to end. Like a lot of times when through hikers get to Washington, they're just ready for the hike to be over. Washington's really hard. It's challenging terrain. It's the last 500 miles. Usually there's some bad weather that you have to deal with. It's super remote. Um, and for me, I just had such an incredible experience being out on trail. I didn't want my hike to end. I wanted to keep going. I wasn't <laughs> ready to go home. And I had gotten so accustomed to my life out on trail of, you know, looking, spending my days where I'm looking for my next water source and getting to the next tent site and just living out on trail, not having service, not caring what day of the week it was, that I was actually scared to go back into town, um, you know, and do the off trail life thing. So in Washington, a lot of, a lot of hikers talk about post trail blues. And that's something before my trip, I had no idea existed. And so when post trail blues started coming up, I was, I was talking to other hikers about, it. I'm like, what, what the heck is post trail blues? And post trail blues is, you know, just a lot of times people will get like this kind of down feeling or into even a slight depression after a big trip like this. And when they transition back from their trip to their regular quote life. Um, and so that can be really hard for a lot of people. And just based on my own experience of being out on the PZT, I knew that I was going to have a hard time with the transition. So for me, I know that I always have to focus on something to kind of keep my mind busy so I don't go down that hole of being depressed. And so I thought, okay, well, I need to come up with a project that I'm going to work on um, to help me through the transition from being on trail to going back into town life. And so I came up with a concept for the hungry hiker while hiking the PCT in Washington. And I literally one day out on trail, had a conversation out loud with the trail. And I knew that I wanted to start a YouTube channel, but I just didn't know what I want to create videos about. Like I have a, a film degree from San Jose State and, you know, been wanting to make videos, but I just really didn't know what I was going to center that around. And so in this conversation I had with the trail, I said, you know, let's talk YouTube today. Like what, if I were to create a YouTube channel, what would I make videos about? And I thought about it and, you know, it took a few miles and I thought, well, whatever I do, it has to be centered around hiking. Like I absolutely have to revolve my life around hiking because I love it. Like this is my life now. Like this is all I want to do. And then shortly after I'm like, well, and I'm always hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always hungry, especially through hiking. You're just, you have this hiker hunger. You just can never eat enough food. You're always wanting to eat. So the hungry hiker concept was created on the PCT. And so I got off trail, came home and started to create YouTube videos of showing the food that I eat out on trail, along with creating videos of 
hikes that I'd go on, how I plan my trips in the backcountry, gear I use. Um, yeah, so that all started on the PCT as part of my post trail blues depression, like project to help me with the transition. That's that's cool. I mean, in the in the post uh, trail blues, I mean that makes sense. Also, um, you know, you know, if you go on vacation for a weekend or a week or whatever, you know, usually you get back home and you know you're kind of down or or whatever. You know, obviously it's much uh, longer if you're doing a through hike. So, you know that that makes sense. But it, it was cool that you know it sounds like you know you had the idea of what you were going to do to kind of focus on and sort of distract yourself from that before you were even done um, hiking the entire thing. So so when you started, um, also, I love that you got the inspiration um, with the conversation with the trail. That's awesome. Um, but what so so when you so when you started kind of making the content and throwing it out there, um, obviously starting from scratch, what was what was kind of some of like the feedback and stuff that you were receiving from others? And and I guess like the the beginning journey of that, because I mean, I think right now you have or was it around 45,000 or something subscribers? Yeah, I'm I'm getting I'm like a few away from 45,000 subscribers, which is crazy because I'm still with the mentality of that. It's just my mom watching my YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, like the feedback I got. Well, it just it just really took it took a, a, some time to build um, a subscriber base and, and viewership for my videos. So my first few videos uh, you know, I was really excited when I had 100 subscribers and then 300 subscribers. And, you know, when I would get 100 views on my video and I would send links to my videos to all my friends and family. Um, my mom watches all my videos. Um, I know some of my really good friends, they watch all my videos, too, um, which, you know, and they would tell me like, oh, your video is so good. And I look back at some of my first videos. I'm like, oh, it's <laughs> not good. <laughs> um, but I appreciate their support. So I couldn't have done it without them. But um, really, the 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 videos that really started to take off and grow my YouTube channel um, were my food videos. So during COVID in 2020, you know, when we're all in lockdown, um, I really shifted my focus to just growing my YouTube channel. Like I'd been making videos here and there, but nothing consistent. And in 2020, I'm like, no, this is going to happen. I'm going to be consistent this is my focus. And so I started creating, I started creating videos featuring recipes of my favorite um, meals that I like to eat on trail. And I'm super into dehydrating my own food. So I would make videos showing the recipe and then how I would dehydrate the food for trail and then rehydrating out on trail. And those were, were really a big hit. And then, um, I also, you know, would record uh, or shoot video of trips I'd go on. So I would go on section hikes in the PCT here in Washington. Um, I did one in 2020 from starting at, the, so it was the last section of the PCT starting at Rainy Pass, going to the northern terminus at the Canadian border and then back. And I did that by myself. And I created, you know, videos showing that trip, but I also created a video showing the food that I brought on that trip. That video skyrocketed, went viral and got a ton of views, brought me a ton of subscribers and then made me realize, oh, OK, I should I should talk more about the food that I'm bringing for these trips. So the individual recipes were great, but also people want to see what are you what food are you bringing for the bigger trips? And so 
I also created um, food videos on just breakfast ideas, on one on lunch ideas, one on dinner ideas, and those also took off. And um, so that was super fun. And um, yeah, so that's really what, you know, I started getting feedback from, from people of like, hey, like, ask me about the gear that I use. So I would make videos about the gear that I would bring for my different trips. And then, hey, how are you planning these trips? And so I would create videos on how I plan specific trips. Like, um, you know, just, I just really took a lot of the feedback that I got and used that as inspiration for new videos. And then from there, um, decided to go even further and get off of YouTube. Well, I'm still on YouTube, but also extend myself beyond YouTube and create an online backpacking program for women based off of a lot of that feedback I got from my videos. That's awesome. Um, and, and once again, kind of the progression there that came along with that. Um, and congratulations to everybody because it's cool too, because you know, you're, you're, you're out there doing what you love, but at the same time, you're getting other people, encouraging other people to get, get out there and, you know, maybe take away some of the worries when it comes to food. Mm -hmm. Um, but before, before we switch to the next topic, what is your favorite trail food? So for the, um, my most recent trip, I did a section hike on the PCT going southbound. So it was the last 250 miles of Washington from Snoqualmie Pass to Cascade Locks, Oregon, ending at the Bridge of the Gods. I was obsessed with pickles. That is my absolute <laughs> favorite trail snack right now. And I, I packed so many pickles for this trip. And it, the, the obsession with the pickles actually started on um, my JMT hike earlier this summer. So the end of June and up until the middle of July, I was out on the John Muir Trail, which is the Sierra section of the PCT in California. And I remember after we got up to Donahue Pass, which was um, the it, it was like the beginning of going down into Yosemite, I had realized that for that section, I had packed just sweet snacks. Like, I love chocolate. I'll always <laughs> love chocolate. But I had a lot of sweet snacks, a lot of sugar, and I didn't have any salty snacks, nothing salty or crunchy. And I remember sitting on top of Donahue Pass looking at my friends going, I would pay someone $20 right now for a pickle. And then I just became <laughs> obsessed and all I wanted were pickles and, and chips. So pickles are my all time favorite snack right now on trail. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, you know, if anybody was selling pickles that day, I think they probably made some good money. Uh, <laughs> oh, I would have bought them all. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so to jump back to kind of the, the backpacker program that you mentioned um, for, uh, you know, female hikers. So, you know, you kind of shifted focus from the YouTube in, in a way to that. What, what does, what exactly does that look like? Yeah. So, um, what I did was I, I've always in the back of my mind, really, since I was through hiking on the PCT back in 2018, I thought, how cool would it be to create an online backpacking program? And that idea had been just lived in my mind. And a few trips I had gone on, um, since my through hike, I've actually had friends one on one say, hey, you should create an online backpacking program. And I thought, well, that's really strange because that's something I thought about, but <laughs> I don't know if I'm really qualified to do that. And my friends who would bring it up would just look at me like I was crazy and like, what are you talking about? Yes, you are qualified. Um, so it took me a while to get out of my own way. One, to figure out, okay, well, what what kind of program would I create? Is there even a need for something like this? And two, 
to con- to realize that yes, I am qualified to put together an online backpacking program. So my ultimate goal has always been I, I just want to see more women out on trail. You know, hiking, backpacking, being the backcountry is just such a male-dominated space. And I really want to change that. So if a woman wants to get on a trail, especially solo, I want to help inspire her, give her the tools to get out in the backcountry both safely and comfortably. So I created the back the online backpacking program I wish I had when I first started hiking and backpacking. So the Confident Solo Female Backpacker System was really created based on my own experience and the number of miles of being out on trail, along with a lot of research that I did. I, you know, would host one-on-one Zoom calls with a number of women before I even put this program together, asking them what their hiking and backpacking goals are, what they're afraid of, what their concerns are, what they're what they want to do and what they want in a program like this. And so I took all of that feedback along with my own personal experience and created the Confident Solo Female Backpacker System, which I'm so proud of. That's awesome. And, and you know, as as the name would suggest, I, I feel like the biggest kind of benefit to anybody that uh, I guess goes through that is building that confidence and kind of answering, you know, you know, for the most part, all of the unknowns and the hows and the what's and the why's and everything, which is obviously super, super important with that. So does that mainly is, is that mainly kind of one on one sessions or is it uh, sort of something, you know, online where it's, I, I guess, more or less like a class to work through that or how, how does that work? Yeah, so it's an online program. And when I originally launched the program in February of this year, it I taught the program live over seven weeks. And that was by design because I wanted real time feedback from my students to let me know you know, what worked, what didn't work, what I needed to add and change. And then after that session, took all of their feedback and then created a self-paced course. Because uh, one of the biggest hurdles that we faced in that first group was, you know, I've got students all over the country in different time zones. Everyone's got a different schedule. Um, You know, it, it was hard to commit to logging in on a certain time, a certain day, and take this this course, you know, each week. So I created a self-paced version. That way, um, students can log in at their own time. They can complete the program at their own pace. Everyone's got different learning styles. So you know, I know for me, I need to hear and see something multiple times. So having the self-paced program gives students a chance to really go through and, and digest the material in a fashion that works for them at their own pace. Um, in addition to the actual program, uh, we also have weekly live group coaching calls that students can hop on and ask questions they might have about the program or planning their own trip or share recent trip reports of solo trips they've gone on. Um, we also have a private Facebook group for the students of the program, um, which a lot of my students have said is probably their most favorite part of the program because it gives them an opportunity to meet other students in the program. Um, We're in there cheering each other on, providing motivation to achieve our backpacking goals, as well as building a community of like-minded women who love hiking and backpacking. Like this is a safe place for these women to go to want to talk about the thing they love the most, hiking and backpacking. And um, something that something magical that's happened in this program that I never even anticipated was a lot of these students, like they come into the program 
wanting to get out on trail by themselves because they're either waiting for someone to go with them or, you know, they just, they want some me time or they just, they want to feel stronger and empowered that they can do this thing. Coming into this program, yes, they're working on their solo backpacking goals, but they're also meeting other women to go plan trips with. So I've got students in this program who are planning awesome trips together and and building friendships with, with one another, which has just been so amazing. So I'm, I just love this community that I've created and attracted and, and it just makes, it just fills my, my soul so much to see these women getting out on trail, hearing their experiences, watching their journey, and then building relationships with one another. Also, yeah. in addition to all of, all of that, um, in the program, I also offer uh, group trips for my students only. So a few times throughout the year, they are invited to join me for a day hike or backpacking trips so we can get on out on trail together, which has been a lot of fun as well. That's awesome. And and like you you mentioned multiple times, there's the, the community that you're building around that is so important and kind of that support system. So like, is, is there like a, is there maybe like a favorite story that comes out of that as far as, you know, um, somebody that's kind of gone through the class and then, you know, they went and did the trip and, you know, just something that kind of surprised you or even surprised them that they kind of shared with you? You know, I've had multiple students share with me really just how much this program has changed their lives in ways they could have never even imagined before they signed up for the program. Um, I have a student right now who is through hiking the PCT um, and she, you know, her and I actually got to camp together um, while, while I was out there doing my Southbound hike, it just so happened we met up and we were able to meet in person and, and camp together. So I got to hear firsthand her experience of being on the PCT. And she was telling me like how much this program really inspired her to, to continue to plan her trip and really to get out there and to realize that she can do something like this. You know, I've, I hear students all the time say they, they feel so much more confident now after going through the program of not having to, um, you know, cancel their plans if friends and family can't go on the plan on the trip that they had planned. Um, they don't have to wait for someone to go with. They can just plan the trip that they want to go on and go and feel comfortable doing so. Um, I've I had students in the program where this was their first backpacking trip ever. I've also have students in the program that have been backpacking all their lives and come into this program just really wanting to be more efficient and lighten their base weight and um, just learn how to do things so that they can enjoy being in the backcountry for that much more longer of a time. And, and so it's just been really awesome to hear all the individual journeys and see how this program that I try to talk myself out of creating so many times, <laughs> finally brought it to life and I'm changing lives. And it just, it just, it's just incredible. That's, that's so cool. And it's cool too, that it's kind of both ends of the spectrum there, you know, from the, the novice backpacker to somebody who's been doing it for years, but just kind of want to hone in on whatever it's, it's cool that it kind of appeals to um, both types of individuals with that. And obviously the success is a uh, huge, huge as well. So what, what is, is, it, I guess what's, what's after this, you know, you, you, you did, you, you really caught the hiking bug. You started the channel, you have this program. What, what is next? So just continue to growing the community with the confident solo female 
backpacker system. Um, again, my ultimate mission, I want to inspire as many women as possible to want to get out on trail, whether it's for their solo trips or if they want to take, take a more leadership role with planning their group trips. Um, also, I am, so my next adventure personally is I'm, I'm going international. Um, oh. I have never been out of, <laughs> I've never done an inter international trek before ever. And so I was, um, asked by a group of women who few of them, I have done, um, annual group Grand Canyon, uh, trips with before. So, a uh, strong group of women. Anyways, the idea was presented to me to go hike Everest base camp. So I'm getting ready to leave for Nepal to go on my first international trip, which I figure, you know, go big or go home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome. That's going to be exciting. And, and, you know, when you got kind of the experience in your back pocket, but I'm sure, uh, you know, there'll be some other twists and turns that you, that you learn along the way. Um, what are you, what are you most looking forward to with that trip? So this trip, I am getting so far out of my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's not going to be a solo trip. It's, there's going to be a group of um, five of us women going on this trip together. Um, and I'm really excited about that because, um, you know, I'm real, I, I look at this as they're taking me under their wing cause I've never done anything international before. So I've, I've told them like, I'm kind of nervous I'm actually kind of a wreck about it. I don't really know what to expect, um, but I'm really excited. I'm, you know, just like with through hiking the PCT, I got so far out of my comfort zone on that trip that I feel like this this trip to Nepal is really going to open the floodgates for future international treks. So I'm really excited about that. Um, yeah, so I'm just excited to see, like, I just all the lessons I've learned through hiking of going with the flow, be flexible, you know, smiles, not miles. It's going to be what it's going to be. <laughs> Listen to my body. Like all that is going to come into play and we'll see what happens. That's, that's exciting. And I can't wait to kind of watch that journey as it, as it develops and everything and, you know, see, see what uh, ideas you come back with. So, so to that point, kind of one, one thing I always like to ask our guests is one piece of advice and, I guess in this case, let's pretend that you don't have the perfect program <laughs> to, oh. to get started. What I mean, what what would that advice be for, you know, someone or, uh, you know, another female or whatever to get out and kind of put those those fears and those hesitations and maybe, you know, whatever's, um, you know, that the, the mind makes up kind of to the side and actually get your feet wet and start progressing to something that you know, you've been aspiring to do for a while, no matter, you know, if it's a longer one or, or a shorter one or anything in between, what, what would you say to encourage them to, to make that step? So probably, probably related to my why for through hiking the PCT is when people would ask me, why do you want to go? Why do you want to go do that? My answer was always, well, why not? Why not? Life is so short. If you want to do that, you know, take the proper precaution, you know, do your research, do your planning, you know, get yourself prepared. And then when you're out there, it's honestly, it's one foot in front of the other. And that's always been my motto out on trail is it's one foot in front of the other, keep on trucking. And it's by having that motto will help you get through the hard days and make you really appreciate being out there. Cause 
and what's the alternative is to not do it. And that to me, that's just not even an option. So that's what I always like to tell women when, you know, they're saying, well, I want to go do this, but this, but this. No, I've created the tool to help you get out of your own way so you can just put one foot in front of the other. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. So where can where can people find you online uh, to check out the YouTube channel, the program, um, obviously see how your next uh, or your international hike goes, all that good stuff? Yeah. So you can find me on YouTube. I'm The Hungry Hiker. Super easy. Um, I'm also on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is underscore the hungry hiker. I post, um, you know, photos and reels of my different trips. And then, um, I will be shooting video for Nepal hiking up to Everest base camp. So that'll be on my YouTube channel as well. I'm currently in the process of still editing videos for my most recent section hike on the PCT going southbound. So there'll be it's a three-part series. So part one's out now, part two and three will be out shortly. Um, and then I also have a blog. It's um, v-hungry-hiker.com where I have recipes as well as links to my videos. So it's probably the easiest place, three places you can find me online. Awesome. Well, definitely uh, make sure you you check her out on all those kind of different channels and different outlets. Um, but I thank you for for coming on and sharing your story um, and also for taking your your story to inspire others to get outside because I think Thanks that's for listening. Uh, so important. And hey, as, if you made this far know, and like what you've heard, um, go and ahead and course, hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about uh, life emotion. Until next time. Thank you.